You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jacob Lukowitz, online and social media editor at SD Times. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about what is causing the current semiconductor shortage and what can companies do to improve the development and production of better devices. With me today is Marco Casila. SVP of Product Management at QT, a platform for creating graphical user interfaces and cross-platform applications. Welcome to the show, Marco. Great to have you here. Thank you. Great to be here. Great. So to start off, uh, was the semiconductor shortage mostly caused by the pandemic itself, or were there kind of innate issues to the supply chain um, that previously caused this fragility? Well, it's there are several reasons for, for the shortage, but the, of course, the pandemic uh, increase the demand for, for all kind of digital uh, devices and, and products. And that really uh, caused the entire supply chain to break in some points. You know, the just-in-time supply chain processes usually mean that the, the uh, stocks are pretty low and, and they are really optimized. So any kind of uh, disturbance in, in, the, in the supply means that there, there are shortages in, in the production. But at the same time, the demand increased. There were several occurrences of, of uh, like for example, the drought in Taiwan uh, in this this year uh, uh, springtime. It caused the production break, breakages, and 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 last year the the winter was pretty harsh in Texas, so that uh, affected the semiconductor manufacturing there. The NXP, for example, have. NXP is, is one of the semiconductor manufacturers, so they have uh, big factories there. For example, uh, this year there was a big fire in in, in Renesas factories in Japan. So all kind of uh, things have happened that have put even more troubles in, into the problem. So uh, just-in-time manufacturing, it, it has kind of been the de facto way that most of these companies operate now. Are you seeing that? With the fragility that we've encountered, this has been kind of called into question, or some adjustments should be made. Well, I'm sure that the companies will look at that differently when we come out of this this crisis. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, car manufacturers—they have been really pressing hard uh, their vendors uh, what comes to pricing. In times like this, you can guess where they are in the in the queue or line when the chip vendors choose who they serve. So, I think the the for example, car manufacturers need to treat their uh, chip makers and chip vendors differently in, in the future. But I'm sure that they they will they will definitely well not just car but all the uh, device manufacturers they will they will definitely think about the. Uh, uh, well, stock levels differently, just to build some kind of a, a flexibility and resilience in, in the in the, the process. I see. So, what are you seeing that this means for uh, embedded device development now, and how much in the future do you foresee that this uh, semiconductor shortage is going to have an effect? If you if you're asking when when it's going to end, uh, <laughs> I, I I predicted in the summer that it would be easing by now, but it's not. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think we we will see the shortage still still the next year and maybe evening mm-hmm. in twenty three. Of course, it depends if if there are other other you know fires or cold weather or something 
strains happening in the world. But the, of course, now the uh, the companies are building up capacity, but it takes mm-hmm. 18 to 24 months, even longer, to ramp up the, the factory. And then these mm-hmm. uh, factory buildings, they started like 12 months ago. Mm-hmm. So next year we will start seeing some 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 production starting mm-hmm. but I, I don't think okay. the demand I, I don't think the demand for these products digital products I, I don't think it will go away it will just increase right yeah, yeah definitely we, seems like yeah so we yeah we have been in the covid situation for almost 24 months now and people are seeing that uh, well seems like forever <laughs> yeah yeah and you can work and do do your uh, job uh, remotely from home and you need all kind of uh, uh, tools for that, and so it's. I, I, I think it will. Right. We will travel less and and more remotely. Okay, great. Uh, and w- what are some of the ways do you see that embedded device manufacturers now can sort of weather the crisis and refine their own development practices at the same time? I think they they have to start uh, thinking about the structure of their products more. That it, it's not just a monolithic stack. From hardware to the to the UI or UX, but the build it from the kind of modular build it modular way so that the, they can be more flexible uh, between the, the components in the product. So, so for example, they can swap the, the underlying hardware if they are shortages, or, mm-hmm. or swap some parts of the of the UI, change the UI depending on the on the features of, of the underlying hardware and so on. Mm-hmm. So nowadays, many many embedded devices, uh, uh, they are like house of cards. So so it's very difficult mm-hmm. to change any components because they don't know what, what happens or does it work or if, it, if, if it's not working, why it's not working. And it's impossible for, for manufacturers to uh, swap parts there and software components, for example, or frameworks in, within the stack. Okay, and, and yeah, of course, this uh, this uh, uh, this uh, need for rapidly changing the UI, for example, based on the the capabilities of the of the underlying hardware, it means that they have to change their processes as well to be much more agile, you know, much more iterative. What comes to the UI design, for example, our design studio works so that designer can use the UI assets already in 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 a working way so that they can they can build build a working UI and, and ship that to the developer and then if the developer sees problems he can change the, the UI design and do do everything again in, in a matter of hours. So so it's not like a siloed process which has been the case in, in, in the in the previous years. Right, right. Yeah, and I think uh, according to the recent Forrester report, it seems like um, decision makers now should be focusing mostly on customer experience and that the, the UI and those sorts of things. Are you seeing that companies are are mostly adopting that, incorporating that, putting a focus on it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think. Well, I, uh, it was Gardner who who said that seventy four percent of the user experience leaders are are seeing uh, budget increases. So definitely the companies are starting to understand the, the importance of, of the great user experience. And uh, of, of course, it's pretty easy to see that if you if you understand that the great user experience 
helps them to win more customers, loyal customers, and keep them happy and keep returning to the brand when, when there is a need for a replacement process. And and you can you can also beat the competition with, with a great user experience. Yeah. So I, I mean, nowadays I think most of the user experience happens on software rather than rather than hardware. So which right. is great great news for the the user experience designers because they can iterate much faster on on the software ui rather than hardware you know chasing pattern but hardware buttons is much more lower low, uh, slower process than than the chasing the U, uh, software buttons mm -hmm. okay yeah one of my last questions here is um i've seen that scaling and maintaining software across multiple platforms is a common difficulty or a common challenge with embedded devices. Uh, can you tell me a bit about what can be done to make that process easier? Yeah, like, like I said, uh, build the, the entire product uh, from mo module or in, in a modular fashion so that uh, you can isolate the, the layers, basically. You can swap the hardware, you can swap the apl application logic, or you can swap the, the UI layer basically helps you you don't have to maintain all, the entire stack if you if you change something so you can you can maintain the ui layer for for example we have some customers who are now reusing most of the ui parts but they are swapping something underneath so they are changing the the chips under because uh, under the software because they can't get supply from their current vendor so that's that's lowering their maintenance costs Great. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for today's show. And I want to thank you again, Marco, for coming on the show. Okay. Thank you. No problem. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Be sure to check out all of our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform. Till next time, this has been What the Dev.